You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. Today we're taking you virtually to Silicon Valley because my friend Isaac Sai is here. Uh, we met in elementary school, I think, and um, you know it's been more than a decade now um, since we first met. Um, Isaac has a bachelor's degree in computer engineering from the University of Waterloo in Ontario, Canada. He interned for NVIDIA and Apple. And having recently graduated, um, he is now a display architectural engineer at Apple. Thanks for coming to the show, Isaac. Thanks for having me, Calvin. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm so happy to have you on. Like I said, um, you know, we've we've been friends for many years now. I still remember you're you're that uh, sporty guy, you know, playing volleyball and basketball, <laughs> the rebounds guy. You're like the Wilt Chamberlain. Of our, like, I, all I team. did was was try to rebound the ball because it would never go in when I tried to shoot it. <laughs> all I did was try to keep it in bounds. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, congratulations um, on moving to Silicon Valley. You know, one of our guys are there now, so I'm so happy for you. Um, can we start off with sort of an origin story? So a brief introduction of yourself and. Um, some of the defining moments that make up who you are today. Sure, yeah. Um, I guess so I was born in the Philippines, uh, and then I moved to uh, Vancouver, Canada, when I was in grade four. Um, I think I met you around grade five or uh, I guess grade six or seven when yeah. we were playing basketball together. Uh, yeah. And then we didn't really... Uh, we weren't really part of the same friend groups uh, up until grade 11 and 12 when we both got involved in student council. Yeah. And uh, we were in that together for grade 12 specifically, like in deep because we were part of the uh, executive team. Uh, and man, you you and the whole team were just, was just amazing. Uh, I, I was the president um, of student council, but... I relied on you guys so much that year and I was just so thankful for, for, for all your help. And just like people didn't really see behind the scenes, right. That we were meeting up every, maybe like three, four times a week to, to organize everything. And uh, even though I would say I took most of the credit, like, like credits due for you guys. Right? And it's due way, way back then and five years ago. It's yeah, crazy and, to think it's been five years. Yeah, and like the most, I mean, I remember you like running for president uh, um, initially, and all you did was just make puns, and that's how you that's how you made it to the presidency, Isaac. Oh you were good God. at making puns. It was so <laughs> jokes. I I look back to like the the campaign videos I made, and I yeah. just like the biggest cringe moments ever. But it it was a good time. I, I loved high school. Yeah. Um, I, I have a segment called Give Me Five, and it's basically a lightning round of questions. Um, you don't have to explain or elaborate your answers, but um, it's a way for us to get you know better. Um, so my first question is, what's your go-to comfort food? Uh, 
I recently learned how to make popcorn, and my dad taught me during quarantine. And he spent about maybe like two weeks trying to perform, like perfect this this popcorn recipe, which is basically just putting kernels in a pot and and the right amount of oil and having the right amount of heat. But that's what I've been making for like the past six months, just because (laughs) it's it's one of the best snacks you can have. And I learned that also in quarantine. Well, yeah, best snacks. Yeah, over quarantine, you're like probably watching Netflix and studying. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're you're working now, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's uh, probably the the go to snack for for COVID. Um, who inspires you? Who inspires me, man? I think for me, I I attribute my my success to the fact that almost everyone in my life like inspires me like from my family my parents like having that courage to move to Canada uh, not knowing mm-hmm. too many people leaving family behind to like all my freaking smart friends from from high school and university uh, who I would say uh, fairly carried me through through my whole educational career I mean you know the people from high school like Sam max jack those guys like brought me out of my comfort zone for sure played a lot of volleyball in university i had basically the same experience was like i was like surrounded by just the smartest guys in my class like which really pushed me to to i guess reach my potential because i was seeing them go to these crazy companies like super early on uh for internships and I was like, wait a minute, like, I can just ask them for help and they'll help me get there. Yeah. And I mean, not just honestly, feeling. not just smart, but just a great group of friends, um, especially at our high school, um, people with really good values um, and hardworking, hardworking classmates that, you know, put us in envi- an environment to succeed. Um, so, yeah, I was really grateful for that as well. Um, if you could relive one experience in your life, what would it be? Oh gosh, um, I don't know. Let's see. There's, there's, Calvin. There's, there's too many moments in life, man. You can only pick uh, one. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I would go back to our graduation in high school because, to me, that was one of the uh, defining moments that I had, uh, which standing up in front of what, like 3,000, 3,000, 4,000 people in that amphitheater, um, like giving a speech to the graduating class. And mm-hmm. I just remember it was, it was three weeks before I found out that I was going to make the speech. And every day of those three weeks, I was just sitting down trying to like make this as perfect as possible and uh, just getting like that, those like nice, you know, nice claps at the end and then getting uh, like getting parents walking up to me and telling me that like it was good. It was like such a great feeling because I was able to just represent the whole class in front of like all their loved ones, the most important people in their lives and, and. I do that so that was that was very nice I, I'm sure the parents like the puns 
Oh yeah, that was also <laughs> filled with way too many buns. Yeah, and yeah, you like you were class valedictorian that year. Um, you know, student council president, and uh, you know, made it to University of Waterloo. That was such a special year for you. I'm so happy for you. Um, definitely, uh, I'm sure it was a defining year uh, in general. Um, you're an adventurer, right? You like to you like to go and try new experiences. What's what's your favorite outdoor hobby? uh oh again there's so many i i started surfing um mm. last year uh with one of my friends vlad and that was amazing um but i haven't gone in a while so i i'd probably just say um just hiking or just kind of exploring during night and trying to take nice nice star photos right yeah you're a photographer too um Last question. This is sort of related to our episode today, but what new technology will transform the future? Damn. Um, it doesn't I... have to be serious, too. It could be your a wild answer. I mean, because like 20 years ago, I don't think we were looking at, uh, you know, a lot of the technology we're using today. So, Oh, for sure. I mean, being in like in the tech space, like this is giving me so much thought. Right. Because... I was just I was just talking to my friends today, and it was like, "What can we invest in now so that in like ten years, like we just we can just retire, you know?" Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> I think either um, augmented reality and virtual reality, the way uh-huh. we interact with the world, or um, cryptocurrency with our financial system. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and like, like in general, like fintech or AI, um, that's exactly, going to be yeah. big as well. Um, so Isaac, tell us more about what you're doing at Apple, uh, display architectural engineer. What does that mean? Uh, I am basically working with a bunch of really, really smart people um, to try and make the next generation displays for um, a bunch of Apple products. Mm-hmm. I can't really go too deep in what I do, uh, but it's been crazy so far. And the, the amount of talent and like knowledge that I'm gaining just for my first three, four months at work, it's been, it's been ridiculous. Um, how are you adjusting to life from Ontario to California? Obviously, you're in different regions of the continent, um, you know, different weather, um, different lifestyle, different countries. Um, how's it been? It's been pretty good. I would say that uh, that the West Coast is definitely the best coast. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's a bit of a bias because uh, out in the East, I didn't really do much except go to school. And whenever I'm out West, it was either uh, before university, during my breaks, or like during an internship so my perception is quite skewed um i like being closer to home and being in the same time zone as my family uh but the the move has been pretty nice i think the biggest thing is uh in waterloo we were always moving every four months whether it was school or work so i really haven't been stationary in a place longer than four months and having that permanency now where I can, you know, buy my own furniture 
like sleep on a bed for for longer than than one school term or one work term uh, it's been pretty nice yeah really happy to hear um you've settled down but i want to get into that more because um maybe not a lot of people know about the university of waterloo and you know the fact that they're renowned for um the co-op education program which is sort of like um another form of an internship you get work experience um during uh a, a study term um i want to ask like how has co-op and just being in the U of Waterloo environment propelled you in your field of study? Yeah, I mean, co-op and internship, they're like fairly interchangeable terms. Mm -hmm. Um, Waterloo definitely focuses on getting you uh, real world experience, which I mean, I I credit it to most of why I'm here right now. Um, Basically how it works is, right from the get-go especially in i guess in computer engineering engineering and uh, computer science especially uh you start school knowing that you're about to apply for a job in uh, a week or two like after starting school and that job is in four months so off the get-go it's a lot of pressure for everybody um to fix up their resumes, but at the same time, you know, keeping your your grades uh, uh, like good. So it's definitely a difficult path to go to, just because of how much constant pressure you're in. But I mean, if if you can work hard enough, and if you get lucky, really, uh, you can you can make it quite far. I've had six four month internships and every time it was it was just you know slightly better than the last in terms of um taking up more work in terms of uh like the the job responsibilities i had the performance reviews that i get um but it was definitely not just a a straight path of oh you know they give you a job and then they give you good grades and then uh you graduate and then bam yeah so how is it like um, being, you know, someone with no experience? You're just a student. Um, you have to learn. Uh, sorry, you have to earn every opportunity um, during your work terms. Like, how was it like having to um, earn that trust from people and having them give you opportunities? And how has that sort of transformed you and prepared you for moving to Apple now? Oh man, it was so spooky. I mean, going going into university, yeah, going to university, I had uh, no coding experience. Uh, I think our, our, I took a coding class in school, but but the, the teacher didn't know how to code. So we were just trying to read a textbook for, for the whole term. Uh, so I go into school and, and the first thing you notice is that a lot of people know how to code. And right there from, from like off the bat, like, I felt super behind and made me kind of work harder than a lot of people to uh, to kind of get up to speed. And then when you actually get to your first job, you're working with like 40, 50 year old engineers who yeah. have been in the industry for like uh, like over 10 years because you know they have they have the experience to be a mentor. To an intern and you like feel really inferior um 
but I think you just kind of have to embrace that. And, and that's what a lot of people, um, a lot of my friends anyways, kind of embrace. Um, yeah. The fact that, you know, in exchange for their like vast knowledge and experience, like you can, you can grind it out uh, a few more hours uh, after work or like uh, it's a work a lot harder uh, and maybe longer sometimes just to gain that knowledge. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so, yeah, nothing to lose, right? There's nothing to lose um, in terms of just soaking in um, everything that's available to you. Like I've done a few co-ops and um, sometimes what it takes is to say yes to everything. You know, if someone needs your help, um, you know, they may not be in your team, but you still say yes, because that'll give you an exposure to a new experience. And I, I found that, um, you know, that has really helped me. Um, just saying yeah, yes to sure. everything, even if you're not, maybe not as qualified for it, just say yes and learn it on the, on the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, heard, I think I had a really hard time with, and I still do really today is just um, being comfortable not knowing things and like asking questions to, to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really something that just you, you, you kind of have to get over is the fact that you don't know everything you probably barely know anything, <laughs> uh, which means that asking questions is okay. Like ask, ask yeah. as much questions so that you can learn as quick as possible so you can start producing uh, for the company as, as quick as possible. But also, you know, you want to have fun with it. Um, I think for me, I, I enjoy the challenge of just trying to, trying to catch up um, to people. Uh, so... I, I usually embraced it when in my internships, uh, but I did have a very hard time just kind of instead of spending half an hour to an hour uh, trying to search it up myself, just turning to my right and then asking the question to my coworker and him giving me a response <laughs> in like ten yeah. seconds. Um, what's the what's a common misconception of you know doing software engineering like? Uh, computer engineering, um, especially in Silicon Valley, and um, and what what would someone who aspire to be in this field have to be aware of? Um, I think a lot of people think it's super duper hard and it's super duper complicated, but I would argue that it isn't, and that's how a lot of people. Have been able to just enter this workforce without, without um, the proper like academic experience. I think it's just if you there's so much resource out there now to learn how to code. Like like people in elementary school, like kids are doing it. Um, that really, if you if you want to do it and you put in the time, I think you you can really jump into. Um, the whole software programming world right um, so if the if the technical side is not the hardest part then what's the most challenging part again I, I wouldn't say it's it's not technical it's just that like when you see it in movies and stuff it's just people going like that but uh it's really just like a a very slow process in how you learn like to think as a programmer to think as like a, a software engineer um so yeah i think the the barrier comes from the fact that uh 
first whether you want to do it or not um and not everybody has to do it that's fine um but second is is sticking to it because it's a slower process than you think you know uh again in the movies it's like people are clicking like 10 buttons rapidly and then boom they've they've hacked the united states government (laughs) Uh, but really it's it's about eight hours a day looking at like documentation uh how does this like two lines work um what do i do to improve the system slightly and things like that so it takes a lot of patience takes a lot of just grinding uh yeah yeah um did you always know that you were going to be in this field um did you always aspire to be in computer and software no way i i just (laughs) i i think i just really got lucky uh i i knew i wanted to be an engineer um yeah like my my mom's side my grandpa was an engineer and i'm like wow i want to be like that but you have to choose your major um in your college application so really i was i was looking at the list and i'm like oh you know what computers are cool you know microsoft apple that's cool and then i just selected it and that was that was my whole mindset with it i was i was close to also selecting a bunch of other engineering like wow nanotech looks and sounds cool like wow i really like chemistry in high school so the fact that i i chose computer engineering I, i would I would put it to, to luck and not that I wouldn't have enjoyed the, the, you know, other engineering. So it's just that this whole industry is just crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm guessing your, your grandpa wasn't in computer engineering, right? No, he was in civil. So that was another thing, but I didn't think I wanted to do civil um, because I was never, I was never a huge, like, person interested in like architecture or construction construction yeah things like Mm -hmm. that yeah i I mean like when i hear engineering now it it means so much more than just like building something right Uh, um it's all about the transferable skills that you pick up um i mean that includes like problem solving critical thinking and you know working with teams and managing the relationships um with those around you and that's like these skills are all transferable amongst like different fields of engineering and, you know, whether or not computer engineering existed, um, you know, in, in, in the old days, I think these transferable skills have, um, are also important in this field. So, um, you know, the fact that you really liked engineering really, um, speaks to, you know, who you are as a person and your work ethic and how you work with others, I think. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say that, but then again, I'm I'm pretty sure it was just oh my grandpa's an engineer, you know. <laughs> It'd be cool if you had too. Uh, so, but what's your favorite uh, um, personal project? Like, um, obviously, like a lot of people who study uh, computer, um, they do a bunch of their coding and a bunch of projects on the side, um, you know, for fun and to learn. Um, what's your favorite one, or you know, what's a really what's a tough one that you've done um that uh you can share uh i was at the very beginning of university i joined this cool design projects thing and it's a good way of just get exposing yourself to uh, just 
to general like development cycle, engineering cycle. Uh, and the one I joined was a like a micro satellite team, and they enrolled in a competition where every two years you you try to build like a one foot by half a foot by half a foot uh, satellite um, that has a specific tasks where uh, if it was in space, it would do something to benefit the world. Right. And basically it was a, a cross Canada um, competition where, uh, where if you actually win the whole competition, and you go through a like a stringent process with actual like 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 space engineers, <laughs> not space right. engineers, but like like astro uh, astronomers and like engineers working at like the Canadian Space Agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you win that, you can actually get your your satellite funded to be sent to space. So to me, that was the coolest thing ever. And even though we we I don't we were not even close to winning the fact that we could just interact with um, other schools and other people who had that same mindset of doing this like ridiculous thing and then talking to like the judges and like the advisors as well who Mm -hmm. are sponsoring this it was it was a pretty cool experience um speaking of space i was reading your uh, linkedin profile uh bio and it says that you're aspiring to become an embedded systems developer for space and camera technology. Is that oh, yeah? Is that somewhere you want to head to in the future? Is that like what's next for you? Oh man, I I think that's where that uh, that line sparked from um, from the Waterloo satellite engineering uh, design project, but also because uh, from that experience, actually, I managed to. Uh, get an internship at a Vancouver company, uh, which uh, is a satellite company. So a satellite technology company, it's called Earthcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked there. And again, I met just very, very smart and amazing people. Um, and my team was really cool. I, I still keep like uh, keep up with them to this day. Uh, but that was something I was I was thinking about doing. I mean, now I'm working on display. It's it's similar in it's in the sense that it's also like media technology. Um, but right now I'm just I'm I'm content where I am, and I'm trying to learn as much as I can in as short of a time I can uh, to just progress, you know, in in the industry. Uh, so yeah, that's at halt. I know in in high school I also. Uh, had my career project uh, to be an astronaut. Uh, <laughs> where I, I remember I, that I I remembered you mentioning something like that. It was it was pretty Thank ridiculous. Um, <laughs> our our, yeah. our teacher said, you know, choose whatever topic and whatever you want. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like astronaut. Like duh. Like who who wouldn't want to be an astronaut? <laughs> and then like halfway through the project. She's like, okay, now uh, go find someone uh, in that field and go interview them. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this, you want me to interview an <laughs> this is not disclaimed uh, at the beginning of the project. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, what do you mean I have to get to space to interview? 
yeah it was it was pretty ridiculous yeah. i think i ended up interviewing like a like a, a astronomer hobbyist uh oh. somewhere <laughs> in in uh in vancouver but oh my goodness that that stressed me out for a good like two weeks but you know that's that's what's always interesting about like like our lives so far i feel like we can always have stuff planned out. We can have our aspirations, but the different experiences uh, really define our path. Like we can pick up different interests along the way. And, um, you know, we have different opportunities to seize and we meet new people. Um, you, you just sort of never know. You can, you can write a plan for the next 10 years and um, most, most likely it won't, it won't be exactly the same. That's why I always feel like, um, you know, work experiences and just saying yes to everything um, is such a is such a helpful thing in terms of uh, personal growth. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, like, I think especially in university, I, I really had an, an open mindset to almost almost everything in, like, in terms of like meeting new people, experiencing new things. And I think it's it's definitely because of that. It's just knowing that, like, back in high school, I was influenced by my friends and it worked out well. Uh, in university, you know, I met good people uh, and it turned out, like, really well. So, like, I mean, having that, I guess, biased for myself and, I guess, trusting myself that I know um, what my end end limits are. Um, and knowing that I know I have a fairly good judgment of what I believe is good, I can really hold down the fact that I am uncomfortable and try new things out just to say, you know, I, I've tried it or just to have that knowledge of like, oh, if I want to do it, I can because I already did. Yeah, that reminds me of the conversation we had, um, you know, before this recording, um, you told me that you were waking up at like four or 5am um, to go out on a, on a, you know, hike during dawn um, uh, with your friends. And um, the fact that, you know, you were struggling to wake up and, you know, it's the hardest thing ever. Um, but it's so simple. It's just waking up early and you know going to bed early, being disciplined. And you were telling me how, um, even though you were uncomfortable with the idea, you did it, and you you became resilient, more resilient. Um, just from that simple act of waking up early, because now you can tell yourself you did it. You like you overcame that mental blockade um, of waking up early. And I feel like that's a really amazing example, albeit a small one. Um, that we can apply in our lives and in our career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always joke with my friends that like everything is is just a social construct. You know, right. uh, it's just in your mind that that the barrier is. And I think I'm trying to to hone that into almost everything. Where you know, it's everything is hard until you've tried it and it becomes easy. Right. So, like that one simple example of like waking up at 4.30 seems hard until you've done it like like for a week and then maybe you can do it forever or you can choose not to. But it's at that point, it's your choice whether or not you want to and it's not just like a limiting factor right. in your mind that is like, oh, I, I can't possibly do it. Right, you're in control of your life. Yeah, and, and 
I think that's the the goal of just trying to maximize like the experiences in your life. And in order to do that, I think you have to step out of your comfort zone and you have to almost be sadistic and, and like that feeling of like uncomfortableness or, right. or spookiness. Uh, right. Yeah. I went to death Valley recently um, mm-hmm. and out there it was, it was, it's in the middle of nowhere. And uh, me and my girlfriend, we, we went out in the middle of the night, it was like 2 a.m. to try to take pictures of the stars. And out there, it's just pitch black. And what we were doing was waiting for the moon to set so that we can have the night even darker so that the stars would show up. And wow. just being out there in the middle of nowhere, like like I was just like like so happy because I'm like, Oh yeah, this is this is you know this is extreme to other people, but right. but we're actually out here doing it, and and it's not too bad. And uh, I can show you later, but the the photos I got, like I was very happy about. Uh, so it's just something awesome. that that it's just you you, you kind of just need to take that step out and uh, see whether you like it or not by giving it a try that that's so awesome uh i really agree with that and um you know i i gotta admit i want to do more of that in my life as well just being comfortable with uh uh, feeling uncomfortable right and my last question of this episode was going to be you know you you mentioned that young people today are so well versed in programming and software already but um, my question was going to be what advice would you give to young students today who are eager to you know enter the computer engineering and software development uh, field um perhaps maybe maybe they're not as uh, experienced as other young people today. Um, maybe they're doubting themselves or they're not as confident. Like, do you have anything to add to that? Um, any more advice you'd like to give? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a common feeling that everybody has that you don't really talk about is the fact that, you know, everybody sort of has that imposter syndrome. Um, maybe, maybe not if you've been in the industry for like 10, 20 years, but as a new grad working with these people, it just, you don't feel like you belong. And then again, you don't, you don't belong until, until you do. And it's just a, it's just a process to get there. So if you kind of move that to starting off as a, as a programmer, it just, everybody has started somewhere. And to me, I, I thought I started late. I started in the first year of university and I had, I think, four months before I started applying to like industry jobs. But I think that the main point is if you really want to do it, you, you give it a shot. And if you mess up in four months, don't get a job. If you really, really want to do it, you can just keep trying. Right, like being yeah. being a student is like you have that freedom of 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 having time and having time right. to fail as well. And I mean, as much as I mean, it's a lot easier said than than living it. But but I've had countless friends and and uh, experiences where you just fail in it, but you choose to keep going and. If you keep going, if you strike luck, um, 
once, twice, you're ready for that opportunity. And hopefully you get to where you want to go. Thank you so much for that advice. Um, where can people find you or reach out on social media? I know you have a Instagram <laughs> for photography. Uh, yeah, I haven't posted in about a year, but um, <laughs> it's I underscore Sy, S-Y, and G-I-H-T. So it's eyesight. Yeah, that's another uh, pun right there. <laughs> I mean... I get it, Calvin. I'm I'm a lame individual. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I hope to see um, your your photos um, from Death Valley there. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. You should do your post. Uh, you should do your new post for the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have yeah. a huge backlog of photos. I haven't, I haven't had time. Well, no, no, it's not. I haven't had time. It just I haven't had that craving to post well isaac thank you so much for taking the time to join the show uh, again i'm really happy and proud of you for um making it to silicon valley and living out Thanks, your man. your goals and aspirations um you know you're a great friend for more than a decade now so i really appreciate our bond and uh, the time that we had together and hopefully there's a lot more to come thanks man i mean i i i th- I appreciate that. I remember in grade seven, you won the top award for our elementary school. And I was like, wow, Calvin is so good. How do I become a Calvin? So hearing that from you now, man, you know, brings 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 me oh, joy. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. You're, then, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I totally do. It's funny how things work out. And then in grade 12, you're valedictorian. And then I was looking up to you. Oh, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Funny how things work out. All right, thank you so much. And thanks uh, to the listeners for tuning into another episode of The Novice Experience. And we'll talk to you next time. See you, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Novice Experience. Our theme song is Concrete Jungle by Audio Binger. You can find us or reach out on social media at The Novice Exp. That's The Novice EXP. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms. Talk to you next time.